Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producers Jihei Wiley and Armani Buckus. How are we doing on this glorious Wednesday? Well, before I tell you guys how we're doing on this glorious Wednesday, because I, and I love your positivity because it's right. always so nice. It's always beautiful outside. Um, <laughs> we have our bestie over here, Kayla. I'm like so excited That's to have right. her on. Yay. What's up, friends? Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, Glad to be here. Uh, but to answer your question, Rosh, yes, it is a beautiful Wednesday because Duke beat Pittsburgh handedly. That seven and a half point spread. Yeah. Ridic- I totally should have taken it. I'm so regretting <laughs> it right now. I was ready to jump on the USC bandwagon. And I don't mean to upset your feelings, Arash, but, no, you know, it was, yeah. it was not a disappointment. Not good at all. Not good when you're down by 26 points in the uh, first half. But, yes, we are joined by our good friend, Kayla Kadiram, the in-arena host of the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I am bad luck, though. I have, you know, two straight days. <laughs> I went to see Kayla at the uh, Kings game, seven to nothing. That was a disaster. And that then, uh, was awful. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, USC losing by 20 points. But, Jihei, we have a lot of headlines to get into. So let's get into today's headlines right now. All right, first headline, you guys. The Lakers' free fall continued on Tuesday as the Dallas Mavericks beat the Lakers 109 to 104 at the Crypt. Didn't cover that spread, though. No. Um, <laughs> the Lakers have now lost 15 of 21 to slide a season worth seven games below 500 and are 0-3 since the All-Star break. The Lakers are just now two games from sliding out of the play-in tournament. Never thought I would say that, by the way. <laughs> uh, is this the most disappointing season in Lakers history? I think it is. You know, this is a season that it really, the you know, 20 games in... I said this could be one of the worst seasons in Lakers history. Just because the the, the beginning of the season, they, they were playing some really bad teams and losing. They were like a 500 team. And I'm like, this is... This is not a playoff team. I mean, so sorry. This is not a championship team. And you have to remember... A disappointing season for a Lakers fan is if they get to the finals and lose. I mean, if you think now that they thought that that Karl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe, and Shaq, that team got to the finals. That team won the Pacific Division. It won the Western Conference. They got to the finals. That series was 1-1, and they lose, and they still view that team as a disaster. Compare that to this team. This team may not even make the play-in tournament, and as we look at the way things shape up right now, they are now just two games from sliding to the 11th seed. It's crazy. Yeah, what you just said at the end there, Arash, they might not make the play-in tournament. Like, out of all things, the Western Conference has been a disaster this season, and for the Lakers to be in the position they're in now, it's just from top to bottom, the organization is turning into a disaster. The one positive, and this is so sad that I say this as a positive, they actually competed last night. They did. So there you go, but it's not even, you know, competing and then still losing. What, what good is that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see the effort and the frustration probably in LeBron because um, he's probably the one person that really, truly actually tried on that court. I don't know. I just don't know where they go from here. I, I really I'm I'm kind of dumbfounded at the end of this where like they've just haven't put in anything like literally squat. So, I mean, 
I'm a Clipper fan, so this is great. <laughs> this is glorious. No, but that's why I, I felt it was fun to go to a Kings game because it was it was a team that was competing, and then I picked the worst game to go to, Kayla, and I really think it's my fault. I mean, that team was three points away from first place in the Pacific Division, so I think I brought that bad juju with me to the crypt. It was not a good game, though. We won't hold it against you because you've been yeah. to games before this season where they've done well. Exactly. But so. that was I, that was very uncharacteristic. <laughs> we were due. Everyone said we were due for that to happen. We had won see. five straight. You know, yeah. we're second in the Pacific Division right now. So, Jonathan Quick, it was not his night. It was not Cal Peterson's night. It was no one's night on that team. It was not. And all, all those hats, all those Boston fans. Oh my I hope, gosh! I hope they burn those hats. I hope <laughs> nobody got their hats back. I mean, that's I've never happened. seen that happen with an away team I before. Know, right? That was so weird. I hated it. Yeah, not good. But listen, I, I my confidence level with this team is they will make the play in tournament just because the 11 seed is not that good. I don't know. But then it's like, what does it even matter? Because I think they'll be one and done. They're not going to make the actual. Playoffs, Like, I don't think they win that one-and-done game. That playing game could be the most embarrassing game in Laker history. They might get... What if they get blown out by 20 But to the Pelicans? So the Pelicans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, jeez, 28 points. That yeah. is a disaster. Yeah. I mean, they, they, this whole season's been a disaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, like... I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm reveling in this right now. I just, I kind of, I, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. All right. After the Lakers lost, LeBron James said, "We still have games to play until you stomp me out, cut my head off, bear <laughs> me 12 feet under. Then I still got a chance." So that's my confidence. What do you make of what LeBron said, and what chance does this team have of turning things around? It was just a weird quote because he's basically saying, like, we're still breathing, yeah. like I'm alive, like as long as I'm not dead, as long as I'm not 12, like. I get it. You have to have that confidence. But um, no, this team has showed me zero. There's been no point in this season where I'm like, that's that's the team. You've, yeah. you've had that a couple times. But yeah. there's been no point where I said, okay, this is the team that I thought. And you got to remember, it's not just the fans out there. GMs around the league thought that this was a championship yeah. team. They thought the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets would play in the finals. Yeah. And this has been not just a bad, like, this has been a historically bad team. So, going on LeBron's promises, January 16th, 2022, Laker Nation, I apologize and I promise we'll oh, yeah. be better. Since that tweet, they are 6-12, and 12, which is a <laughs> 33% winning percentage. LeBron, the year with the kids, he made a promise, a declaration That's just like right. that, and everything went downhill after that. LeBron's Laker guarantees mean nothing to me at this point. It absolutely means nothing. Until we see the product on the court resulting in wins, the, the talk means absolutely nothing. And I think he's burying himself a deeper hole with the more he says because they're not going to fix this mess. No, this is not, not good, Jihei. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not going to do like the little Karen from Will and Grace, I told you so dance. But I, I mean, th this combination, yeah, it may be good on paper. It may look great, but no AD. Westbrook playing the way that he that he plays, you know, just naturally. It's just not a good combo. And what LeBron says, you're right. Words mean nothing. The action on the floor is everything. Yeah. So you can preach till you're blue in the face, man. Like, Lake, Laker Nation wants, they expect more. That's the reason for the booing. That's the reason for, and I'm surprised it took them this long to start booing. Yeah. And start heckling them. Well, no, they've booed. It has not gotten as... You know, it's vicious now. We're like LeBron stripping back at the fans. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, imagine paying money to go to see a game and you're yelling at LeBron and LeBron's yelling back at you. That's where we're at with the, the, this team. It's wild. The it, fans are not happy. Of course they're not happy. 
the I mean, thing- you're paying good money. You're paying good money yeah. to be th- to be there and to see your team win, not to see your team biff it and lose and like even go go on the court, be up for a little bit, and then all of a sudden dash your hopes and What's lose. What's that line in Sex in the City? Good on paper, but not in bed. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, good on paper, good on paper, bad. Was in that bed. a Samantha quote? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a team that's good on paper, but not on the court, and that's been the case for a while. Because I think when Jihei said that line, they were like a 500 team. Now they're seven games below 500. Seven games below 500. That is just a bad, bad team. All right. Um, the Clippers. Sorry. The Clippers beat the Houston Rockets 113 to 100 to win their fourth game in a row and six of seven. That's right, LA. Clipper Nation represent. <laughs> um, the Clippers are now number eight, the, the number eight seed, and five games. Uh, back of the number five seed in the West. The Clippers next play the Lakers on Thursday and are favored to win their seventh straight game against their Hall neighbors. How are the uh, Clippers without Kawhi and Paul George playing better than the Lakers this season? Listen, we do have to give Ty Lue some love here. He's not going to win Coach of the Year, but if you just really consider the fact that this team is without Kawhi, without Paul George, they expected to have Paul George. So I think he knew he would not have Kawhi. He's had to adjust the way that he's coached without Paul George. The fact that they are the eighth seed and moving up, trending in the right direction. They're playing together multiple times this year, down by 25-plus points. Um, it's Ty Lue, but these guys enjoy playing together. They are a team. They play as one. I mean, the Lakers are just such a mismatched unit, and we've talked about that for a while, but this Clippers team is just fun to watch. So while I thought the last time that they played which was like a week or so ago, that maybe that would be a turning point. It showed me the Clippers, even without Kawhi, even without Paul George, they are not only the best team in Los Angeles, but they're a team that you don't want to see. Come postseason, that's a team that you don't want to see because, again, down 25 points, down 2-0 in the series, they don't care. I got one word for you guys. Chemistry. Exactly. This team has chemistry. They have been bonding and have been boys with each other for multiple seasons. They go to they go to games together. They go to the NBA preseason. Like they go, you know, they they go to Vegas together, which might not be the best idea, but uh, <laughs> but they still they go to Vegas together. They hang out with each other. These guys are actual legitimate friends, and they and it shows on the court. It shows their chemistry on the court. And that's why they're winning games right now without Kawhi, without Paul George. Yeah. And, you know, keep that gravy train going, guys. I, I mean, you have nowhere to go but up, especially since this season, nobody thought that they would be anywhere without Kawhi. No, without if Paul you George. told me, uh, listen, if, uh, if I said at the beginning of the season, no Kawhi, no Paul George, they're, they're not making the playoffs. Right now, they yeah. are making the playoffs. 500 would have been a massive Huge. success. Yeah. A great, a great season. Their organization from top to bottom is just leaps and bounds it looks like better than the Lakers and with that being said the Lakers have no assets we talk about that all the time the Clippers even if this season is a failure I feel like they've built assets organically with the play of Terrence Mann the play of Zubats that if they want to flip those guys in the offseason I don't know if they want to mess up the chemistry but if they want to now they've actually built assets from the ground up which is what the Lakers were supposed to do with guys like THT yeah it's just an organizational this is what happens when you have Jerry West and Correct. not Clutch Sports. And no knock on Clutch, but listen, come on. Come on now. <laughs> All right, Major League Baseball canceled opening day. 
<sighs> so sad. And the first two series of the regular season on Tuesday after the MLBPA rejected the league's best and final proposal. Do you think we get a regular season at some point and how many games would it be? We do get a season. I unfortunately don't think it'll be until the summer. I think we have to wait until maybe May or June, perhaps June. Um, I don't want it to be another 60-game season. I mean, 60 is too short. I do think that there's a sweet spot. 162, in my view, is a little bit too long. 60 is too short. So maybe somewhere in between 120, something like that. Um, so I, I think we do get a season. It's just really unfortunate. And Rob Manford, I mean, I have a little bit of perspective here. Like, I mean, so tone deaf. I mean, he's laughing, smiling. And I don't know what joke he heard. I don't know what reporter said something to him. You cannot smile. You cannot. I mean, he's canceled regular season games. No opening day. Um, I mean, Kayla, I mean, you're, you know, like in St. Louis, I mean, they live and die with the car. We love the it's Dodgers, but it's a little bit different. I mean, but this is absolutely ridiculous. No baseball for at least a couple of weeks. I think it'll be longer than that. I don't think we get the season until June. But I have, but I, I have no idea, but Kayla, I mean, they're losing a generation of fans here. But it's okay because Rob's golf swing is great. Exactly. Exactly. This is no. just tough. It's tough to watch. And it's hard to see because they're doing all of this at the Cardinals and Marlins spring training yeah. facility. And I've been there for spring training for Cardinals and it just it breaks my heart that we're not seeing the players there playing games right now. So. And what, what, what we fail to realize is there's a lot of people who depend on these games. Whether you are in concessions, whether you're a ticket taker, whether you're in local TV. Kaylee, like you work in local TV and GA as well. I mean, like you need those games. You need those games, and if you don't have those games, you're, there's no paycheck. And, and so, you know, again, the headline is about the teams, but, I mean, there's a lot of people that this hurts. And, again, I don't think, now that they've done this in terms of canceling the first two weeks, then you've opened the floodgates where it's like, okay, well, we're not playing 162, so, like, what's the sweet spot? I, I do think you have to play at least 100 games. Yeah. But yeah, I, no I, I mean, I, not only is this hurting, you know, for the for the short term like it's it's hurting for the long term too and by the way they knew that this was going to happen two years ago yeah you, you know you what this was during happen. the pandemic where they could not come to a number i mean the fact that they played a 60 game season in a pandemic there were no fans the players were like we'll play 162 we'll play 151 and the fact that that number got all the way down to 60 games was an absolute joke and that gave you a, a kind of peak a, a, a view into these negotiations. The, the owners and players don't see eye to eye. I've talked to a couple players. They just don't trust the owners. And so when the trust is not there, um, that's why this thing will drag out. It'll be until May or June. So we're, we're going to, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have a long time here with no games. You know, but it's tough. All right. Galen Center was sold out Arash. For the first time this season, to watch number two Arizona blow out your number 16 USC yeah. Trojans, 91 to 71. Arizona is the first Division One team to beat a 25 win team <laughs> on the road, on the road, by 20 or more points since March 7th, 1981. We were a year old. A year old. <laughs> One year old. Um, is Arizona the best team in the country right now, or is USC overrated? Okay, so this is a tough one for me. I, I, I don't think they're the best team in the country. I do think they're a top four team. I do think that they are rightfully the number two team in the country. USC is a good team. They're not ready for that spotlight just yet. They, they are they are um, a sweet 16 team. I do think that they're a good tournament team. I think they win the, the first two rounds of the tournament, but... um. 
that was upsetting because USC is a football school and it was so cool to see when I took my seat and I looked around, I was like, this is what it feels like to be, to have a university embrace the basketball program. And I was so happy for those kids that they got that because when I say no one shows up to the game, I mean, there are some games where I've gone where there's like a thousand people in the crowd. I mean, it's really, really bad. Uh, so great to see it packed. But then when that happens, it kind of sets your program back. Again, this was their last home game of the season, so it's not going to affect attendance. But, you know, you get pumped up for a game like that. You sit through traffic. You pay your concessions. You pay your ticket. You pay for the parking and all that. And you take your seat. And the team's down by 26 points in the first half. You're like, why did I come here again? So um, U of A is very good. And as I mentioned before, I do think they are a Final Four team. I do think they are a team good enough to win the whole thing. I don't think that they win it all. I do think Gonzaga wins the whole thing this year. I'm just curious. What did you expect going into the game? Did you expect USC yeah, to win? No, I, I have seen them play up to the level of the competition. I've seen them win games like that. Um, so, I mean, you could tell at the beginning of the game, just like the yeah. chip shots, like layups weren't going in. Wide open threes were not going in. So, um, listen... Certainly, like, expected them to win, but at least expected it to be a very good game. Well, yeah. their last game with Arizona was within nine, I think. Exactly. So I thought it was going to be a lot closer, especially since they've been playing pretty good basketball lately. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, just give me a good game. Give those students. I mean, the whole student section showed up. It was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was going to be at least competitive. Right? And it wasn't. I didn't think it was from from the 20, jump. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a 20-point lead yeah. right? um, towards the end. So I think that that's... I think where a lot of people got shocked, right? And especially probably that team, probably, you know, Andy probably was also shocked as he well. He was, like, and I felt so upset, you know, because at the very least, he loves that his team fights. Yeah. And I don't want to say they did not fight, but it just was not their night. From the beginning of the game, wide open shots, layup, chippies, like little things like that did not go their way. So it was a tough, tough night for my USC Trojans. Yeah. And to answer this question, by the way, I don't think I think SC I think you're right SC is a competitive team I think they will compete in the tournament I don't think they'll win it and I don't think that Arizona will win it either but no, 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 I, I do not think that I wouldn't favor uh, Gonzaga No I, you don't you no. do you do not like Gonzaga for the rest of time no. GA famously said that in her lifetime and she's still young despite what she says uh, <laughs> that Gonzaga will never win a championship in my lifetime Young, young at heart Arash yeah. young at heart yeah. all right last uh Last one. We talked yesterday about get, the get-in price for two tickets to see Coach K's last home game in Cameron Indoor being about eight grand for a pair. What is the worst investment you've ever made or ticket to a game, jersey, anything? All right, I'll go first. Um, uh, the, the year after the Cowboys lost to San Francisco in the 94 championship game, I bought two tickets for my dad to see the Cowboys get their revenge at Texas Stadium. And we took our seats in the first play of the game. Jerry Rice gets it and runs 90 yards, it seemed like, for a touchdown. They blew out the Cowboys that day. So it's one thing when your team gets blown out and you drive home. It's another when you have to get on, like, a charter bus or, like, one of those, like, tour guide buses and with all those fans. It was the most depressing trip I've ever been on in my life. It was bad. Okay, mine's going to have to be, it's recent. So I bought a Saquon Barkley jersey. Mm. Love me, my New York <laughs> Giants. The day I put it on, 
Saquon got hurt for oh, the rest no. of the year. After that, I was like, I can't wear this jersey yeah, anymore. Yeah. So that was probably the worst investment. He's been hurt ever since. So like, or <laughs> consistently hurt ever since. So that was probably the worst investment I ever made. But I still stand by my Jukies. I would pay eight grand for this for two okay. pairs of tickets. Yeah, hundred percent. I think mine has to be the fact that I put a lot of my life savings into the Dwight Nash Kobe Lakers, and I know that's not an investment, but it was a bet that I had made. Oh, you, okay. I really believed in that team. You thought, you thought they were going into the, the whole season thing. when they did the Sports Illustrated I cover. So I was so invested in that team, <laughs> and just watching the money just burn down to the ground. It was, it was yeah, an epic failure of a season. I mean, that kind of makes sense though, because Dwight was like in his prime at that time. He it, was like, you know, and Nash logically, the point yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes what, sense. What, what was you, yours, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, any crazy jerseys? Any? I got a free ticket to the Super Bowl, so I can't say that. that That's a great investment. Yeah, <laughs> the oh, oh, I did almost get a Durant jersey, literally like. Oh, that's, days that's a good one. Before he went to Golden State, okay. and that would have been a disaster. So I'm glad I didn't do that. I got a Westbrook one instead. And oh. that one actually. <laughs> that, one, <laughs> that, one, that, that was the height of Westbrook. That was the height of Westbrook. So that's you know good. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, as we talked about before, we are joined by our good friend Kayla. We're going to talk about some good sports in Los Angeles. The Kings are playing very well despite the one game. If I don't go to a Kings game, they are the best team right now here in town. So I I won't go for a couple of weeks, but when we come back, we will be uh, talking Kings with Kayla right here on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B L E A V to get up to 70% off your Nord VPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. Do it now. And now let's go back to the show. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just a reminder, if you want to ask a question or make a comment or win tickets, we got some Kings tickets to give away uh, this month. You can call our hotline 310-400. 0340. And speaking of the Los Angeles Kings, we are now joined by our good friend, Kayla Kinnearum, the in-arena host of your Los Angeles Kings. Kayla, how are you? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. So what has the season been like? Again, uh, last year was unique in terms of the season begins without fans, right. which uh, means that you you can't really work because you are there for the fans. Exactly. So defeated, then, defeated the purpose of my then, job. Okay, so then when uh, it, it, it's like 50% capacity, do you come back? And what's that like to work a crowd that's not quite full? So we couldn't come back to games until what, the last three, four weeks of yeah. the season last year. It was like very end of March, I think in April. Um, and so then even when we did come back at, you know, 50% capacity, they didn't have the host there. So yeah. 
they had one host there that was just kind of like shouting out season ticket members, but we couldn't do anything with fans because we couldn't get close to people. So they had me do a few, you know, Zoom interviews with players, and that was the extent of my role last year. So yeah. it, it's been so good to be back. The players obviously will say the same thing. Having fans there just changes everything. And when we're playing well, it, it makes it even better. So mm -hmm. this year's been a lot of fun and now the cool thing is beginning friday but i think even when you go to games now if you show your vaccination status you don't have to wear a mask but i think beginning friday you don't even have to show that uh what has that been like where you can kind of rip the mask off and kind of you know talk to fans see their faces <laughs> they can see your face it's been glorious i can't even <laughs> tell you um well when we first came back it was masks but then within a couple of months we were like hey we heard that the lakers and the clippers hosts aren't wearing masks for their hits can we take our masks off for our hits and so then they finally cleared us to do that they're like yeah and then omicron comes around That's and then right. they're like okay mask back on it is so annoying to try to talk on a microphone in a mask mine would always fall down so i'm constantly pulling it back <laughs> up my nose is out like it's just it's a disaster so uh yes finally this week we got the no mask rule so that's great no mask but if i'm being honest people weren't really wearing them people anyway. weren't really wearing you know because they, they, they said you could pull it down if you have something to like drink or eat and then that would last through you know the the entire game you basically <laughs> pretend like you're eating and drinking uh kayla tell me what it's been like to work with this king's team we talked to luke before the season and he was like cautiously optimistic i mean they, they had it was a rebuilding process, but this was the first year that they were kind of trying to put together, okay, like, like let's go for it this year. And even at the beginning of the year, they were struggling, but it did, it does seem like maybe they turned a corner when they were, when they were like on the road for two weeks yeah. and they did not lose. I was, I think that was the first time that they went on a two week road trip and did not lose a single game. Um, it's fun to cover a good team though, right? It's like when the fans are excited and they're pumped up and exact, you know, like, if I don't go to the games, then I think it's a good game. I'm so, I just wanted one goal. The McFlurry minute goal. Can I just get a McFlurry on my way out you the door? You just missed the McFlurry minute on Saturday. Oh, they had one? We did. Uh, but so tell me what, what it's like to work with a team, because they have, unfortunately, you know, when they won the Cup 2012, 2014, that, when, that was a glorious time, and they all live here in the South Bay. Now, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, you are going to be working playoff games. What will that be like? It'll be a first for me, because yeah. I came in in 2018 when we've been in this rebuilding phase, and we still had half the team from, you know, the Cup run, and then slowly trickled in new guys, and now it's mostly all the new guys. I mean, I think we only have, what, Quickie, Kopitar, Brownie, who am I missing? I There's only, I think, it. four that's from right. the cup. Yeah, I'm missing one. I can't think of it. Oh, Dowdy. Hello. Oh, oh, duh. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Love Drew. Um, but that, other than that, it's like literally all these new young guys. So they've been talking about this rebuilding phase for years, and then now we're finally seeing, you know, the fruits from that. So it's, right. it's exciting because now we're, we're talking, you know, possible playoffs. So like I said, that'll be a first for me, and these fans are ready for it. They've been waiting a couple of years now so um i want it for them i want it for the players and selfishly i want it for the hosts who haven't, haven't seen the playoffs <laughs> yeah. yet <laughs> uh kayla is from st louis or sorry kansas city missouri missouri, missouri. missouri. I, yeah sorry yeah Families from St. Louis and Kansas City. I grew up in Southwest Missouri in Springfield, so big, uh, big Chiefs fan. Uh, according oh, yeah. according to Vegas, the Chiefs are the preseason Super Bowl pick. They kind of have been these last few years. I mean, just because you got Patrick Mahomes and you got a really good team, 
Um, it was fascinating when I was covering the uh, championship game, the Rams-San Francisco game. And the only thing that they all agreed on is they were very happy that the Chiefs were not going to the Super because <laughs> they did not want to have anything to do with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so what what is your view of the Chiefs? I mean, a, a historical kind of run here, but you, you, you lose in the conference championship mm-hmm. game win the Super Bowl, but then lose the Super Bowl, lose in the... So it's like... We're going backwards. It's an amazing four-year run, but like only one Super Bowl uh, championship. Your uh, thoughts on the Chiefs' four-year run, but then also going into next year. I have been watching Chiefs games since as early as I can remember. My dad's from Kansas City, diehard Chiefs fan. I grew up on Chiefs football. We've been through it. So, yes, we are upset with the way the season ended because it didn't result in a Super Bowl win. Yeah. That sounds crazy to say because that's what it's we've expected these last few yeah. years. But before that, I mean, it was rough. Like we just we, we it was heartbreak city. So yeah. um, we've been spoiled these last few years for sure. But you want you want the same run as the Patriots have had. Once I, once right? a team is this good, you expect it every year. So when it doesn't happen, it, it broke my heart. Like I took this year harder than I've taken years in the past. Like when we lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Um, where we would have gone on to play the Rams. Uh, that was fine because we didn't, we hadn't been there yet. But now that I know what we're capable of doing and then seeing how much talent we have, it almost feels like a wasted season when we don't get to the Super Bowl. So yeah. this year, after that that AFC Championship game, <laughs> I, I took that harder than any game oh, I yeah. think I've ever taken. What, Being a Chiefs fan. Uh, quick question for you: What um, regarding uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? What was your reaction when Mahomes finally bit the bullet and said? Okay, guys, to his family, you cannot come to games anymore. You're banned from games. I'm done. Like I think, wait, is that true? Guys. I think Patrick Mahomes is, is saying that's not true. First of all, I am now a um, Brittany Matthews ally and Patrick Mahomes ally and Jackson Mahomes ally. Uh, that was that was a false report. I, I think we did talk about this. Uh, someone with a blue check mark tweeted that out, and it was completely false. So then Patrick had to get on and kind of clear the air. I... Okay, I, I understand why people don't like the distraction <clears throat> that Brittany and Jackson have caused at games, and <laughs> everyone can have their own opinion about it. My opinion is, who are they hurting by doing this? Is it annoying? Yeah, probably. But they're not, like, selling drugs on the sidewalk. Like, they're, they're making TikTok dance videos. Like, it's, let's have some perspective. I, if it makes them happy, go for it. Do it. It's not bothering me in any way. I don't know why people are so against them like and then they say well they should expect it because this comes with it well she didn't they've been dating since high school like she didn't she's just following her you know boyfriend now fiance along in his career like trying to be as supportive as possible to him like she didn't ask for any of this so i'm definitely i'm definitely on their side when it comes to this and i know i'm probably a minority yeah (laughs) but I, I, I i did tweet i go I sent out a tweet. I was like, oh my gosh, leave Brittany and Patrick alone. Like a few weeks ago, they were just getting it nonstop after that Texas Tech game and then that report that came out. Um, And she liked it. By like 8 p.m., it had like five likes. She likes it. And now it's almost like 3,000 likes. It has like 150 (laughs) retweets. Like she's got an army behind her. So she's, she'll be fine. But I just, I don't understand the hate. And it's such a distraction. I'm like, let's just focus on the football. I mean, so that I think that that's another reason why so many people are against them is because they be just to play devil's advocate. Cause I'm neither here nor there. Like, you know, if you can win a Super Bowl with them doing what they do, by by all means, do whatever. You know, I don't care. D- Tom Brady did it with the Flake Gate and with yeah. like all these other other quote unquote distractions. I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes can figure it out as well. Um, I think just to play devil's advocate, 
Mahomes um, can't, the city of of uh, the city of Missouri, um, Kansas City, is very old school. Yes, and they're very in their ways of like. And this is just me again being devil's advocate. They're hey guys, like let's just focus on football. Forget the TikTok stuff. Like don't be a distraction. Like go off to the side and like do that. You know, in the off season or something like that. When he's you know on vacation in Hawaii, that's fine. But don't do it here during the season. You know when there's so much at stake and so much to risk so i think that's probably maybe where they're coming from but yeah I, i'm neither here nor there i'm like you know what if you can win games i don't care what you do what what was that jerry jones or um you know just play football show up on sunday yeah i don't care what you do and in, in your off time just show up on sunday and patrick you know i don't know him because i don't cover him but i saw him at the pro bowl just a really genuinely good person just from just i mean just you like observe him with fans and he made it a point to sign as many contracts and then he he had to leave the field and that's the i mean he would have stayed there for as long as he possibly could so i mean he he seems like a good guy the brother is supportive life is supportive <laughs> let them live the, I, I just think on social media we just like to like you know do things and and what we forget i think is these are human beings yeah and i think you just want to like knock someone because you think it's fun and then it turns into something worse and to air is human man they're not perfect i will say after i sent out that tweet i also had like a 150 responses i have seen the underbelly of twitter oh exactly it is a dark scary place and i don't know how they take this on a daily basis Uh, i was in these tweets for 12 hours and it was really really bad like awful things i don't know how people can be that mean well, you know, here's the thing. I think people don't think that these, no one's going to read it. And it's like, no, like people do. And I think if you're her or if you're in a situation where you're on the wrong end of those trolls, like you, you just have to like log off. You're like, you cannot go on there because it's the worst. Because here's what happens. Like you can get a hundred compliments, but it's like that one person who's really me that you're going to focus on. So, um, but you know what? We actually have some sports to talk about, some real sports to uh, talk about. Um, all right, so like, now that you're in Los Angeles, what teams have you adopted here? Again, I mean, you, you can't, what I've told people is there's a generation of football fans that have picked teams, so you're never going to get Kayla to quit on the Chiefs, right? She's not going to be a Rams fan uh, t- tomorrow just because they, they won. But... Um, Who's your NBA team? Do you have a soccer team? I mean, have you adopted teams since you've been out here? I always say this. I say, I feel like I'm bad for business for the Kings because <laughs> I'm a Thunder fan. Okay. I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I'm a Kings fan. Exactly. Um, so, I, I, first of all, I was very happy for the Rams because I do have friends that still work uh, yeah. for them. And, and I know Johnny Hecker still really well. And um, so I was happy that they got that that Super Bowl win, even though it's still really hard for us because of the way they left St. Louis and all of that. And St. Louis fans are not fans of the Rams anymore, to say the least. But yeah. um, I was very happy for you guys for that. Other than that, I it's tough because I don't know. So like, you remained a Thunder fan. I am so loyal to my teams. It is hard for me to jump Because you were shit. a Russell Westbrook fan. So yes. Oh, so I, I will root for the Lakers. Because of Russell Westbrook. Because of Russell Westbrook. Now, what do you think? I mean, I am, I'm kind of bummed for him because I thought this was a great story. Like this kid who grew up in Los Angeles, went to UCLA, coming back home. The prodigal son returns. He's going to win a championship. I mean... When I tell you it could not have been a worse season, I mean, this is just a disaster of a season. Not just for him, just for the entire team. It's just like not a good fit. I can't tell you how sad this makes me. Yeah. I remember when he first signed on to the Lakers, you tweeted a picture of him like just windows down in his car. Yeah. Jamming out. The future looks so bright then. It did. It is oh. 
It is grim now. Good old days. Good old days. Summer. We were talking, how deep is this team? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're not even done yet. We got Trevor Ariza, Carmelo, Dwight, DeAndre Jordan. We, got cut. we haven't yeah. talked about the fact that... De- Wait, do you think he got cut because of, of that pass? That would be something <laughs> else. I mean, that pass was one of the worst passes I've my ever seen in my was, life. He's like, that's not... <laughs> like, it's like, no, like, no, of course it's not. Yeah, it was a disaster. I want to ask you, yeah. do you have any Josh Giddy memorabilia at this point? <laughs> no, but that's going to be next on my yeah, jersey list yes sure. i need awesome. a giddy jersey i he, dude he's he's Amazing. something else are you more of a giddy or sga or both when it comes to the thunder um probably giddy so i am in a weird spot right now because obviously the thunder are in a very much of a rebuilding phase no, yeah. i do love sam presti i have all the faith in him that he will turn this thing around but um truthfully this year i am rooting for the lakers in westbrook because he mm. has always been my guy especially when durant left he stayed Oklahoma City, like he was a god to Oklahoma City. I think the mayor made every day Russell Westbrook. Day. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, my brother lived there, so that's how I became a Thunder fan. And obviously, Missouri doesn't have an NBA team, but when he stayed, that I just had so much respect for him, and um, I've really rooted for him everywhere he went: Houston, Washington, and um, I, I wanted this so bad for him with the Lakers, I and I thought surely with LeBron and this team, they can get it done, and I want him to get a ring more than anyone in the league. So. This is just and the fact that he's the hometown guy. He and is. Everyone is turning on him. I hate it because I love Russ so much. So yeah, welcome to LA. <laughs> <laughs> gotta win. Gotta yeah, win. You got. You gotta get that W. You gotta get that championship. And also, Laker fans don't. And we've said this so many times. Laker fans, they don't count wins. They count rings. Yeah. So Ooh, the day that's good. the day that you win a ring, you be cemented in the Hall of Fame. We don't care. Like LA doesn't care. It's it's all gravy. You want a ring, you can move forward. But the until you until that day happens, it's just you're gonna get a lot of heat. But this is why it's so sad because it's it's really not his fault is is no. he's a bad fit on this team. It, yeah, they don't gel. And I thought that they would all work together, but it's one thing to talk about it and you could say, "Hey, listen, like I'm going to adjust my game, you adjust." Russell Westbrook is doing what got him here. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the not only top 75, I would argue top 50 players in league history because of the way he plays. And if you want to adjust the way he plays, I think he could say that. It's really hard to do that. And I just don't think on this team he fits. I don't know what the solution is. Again, he's going to make $47 million next year. Um, And it's just sad because I I remember him in high school out here at UCLA out here, him coming back home and he was just so happy to be back home. And for it, I mean, it's one thing for it not to work out. Like if they, you know, that's why I talked about this. I mean, if they got to the finals and lost, oh, okay. They're, they might not make it into the play-in tournament. I mean, th- th- this is could not have gone worse for him. Um, but listen, Los Angeles is a weird sports town like that. We love the Dodgers, but because of this like lockout, there's no one really talking about them right now. It's not like, oh my God, I, I, I'm going to miss opening day. I mean, kind of, but you have the Lakers, you got the Dodgers, you got the Kings, you got the Ducks, you got all these things happening. So it's not, it's a unique sports town, which is the opposite of Kansas City, which is the opposite of St. Louis, <laughs> which is, I think, sports runs the, the town. Oh, absolutely. What is Kansas City like on a Sunday for the uh, Chiefs games? I mean, if they're, I cannot stress this enough. Everyone should experience a game at Arrowhead yes, once in their lives. Yes, that's what I've heard. The tailgate situation. I've heard it's like the loudest. It, it, there's, it the, there's no it dome, the but it's the loudest. It is yeah. lo- we always go back and forth, I think, with Seattle and Which is one amazing. other stadium. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, they're the best fans in football. 
you have to go to Arrowhead at least once in your life. That I mean, they've got parking lots that stretch for miles, and everyone's tailgating. Everyone like people are there in. 100 degree weather and in three degree weather like it just doesn't matter even when we have been terrible they still show up chiefs fans are diehard fans they're the best fans in my opinion i know everyone thinks their team has the best fans but as far as the nfl goes i would but i think people have talked about that you know just like how diehard and then that's why i'm happy for that fan base that they won you know when you have a moment like that and it's like you were you went to the super bowl were you on FaceTime with your brother yes, and your father? Yes. Yeah. So they and got to kind of kind of like enjoy that moment as well, right? I felt guilty because <laughs> my dad's the one that like brought me into this Chiefs fandom and his dad brought him into that. And yeah. so um we we tried. My brother was literally about to fly down. I was working on a second ticket. I by it's a miracle, hard, by the way. We like, talked the about The fact yeah. that I got a free ticket was just insane. I had a friend that w- worked at A B and he didn't end up coming in um because it was right after the Kobe death That's right, and, yeah. um so he was like you can have my ticket i'm not using it i'm like are That's you kidding amazing. me yeah. you're just giving me your ticket <laughs> uh so we i tried to find one for my brother my dad was like no kyle should go if you get another one so but i i i was like they should be here with me experiencing yeah. this but they did go to the um the afc championship oh, and the parade. They, okay yeah so they did get to see some good games now did you go to the parade i mean you were at the game did you go back home for the parade i did not okay they they represented the family at the parade that's awesome. I mean, I, I just hope, you know, because when you've been a fan for that long, to finally see your, your team win. Because it gets to a point in your life where you're like, listen, this is going to be a good team. I don't know if they're ever going to win. Like, you know, Jihei with the Clippers. I don't think she ever thinks the Clippers are going to win. <laughs> Everyone should experience their team winning a championship at some point. I want that for I'm everyone. I'm trying to think for a You've seen the Giants win twice. Yeah, twice. Dukes yeah. had their success, of course. I mean, yeah. I've seen all five championships yeah. for Dukes, so I can't really, really be mad. No, because I, really I was team, just so. thinking I've been really lucky in terms of um, the Lakers, the Dodgers, the, the Rams, you know, whatever. Uh, Sparks, USC Trojans. I mean, I've, I've seen like all my teams win. I will say something. Yeah. Just to put it out there, I go to, I'm so I, from college, went to LA for a few years, go to St. Louis. They uh, have that crazy playoff run. We were in the oh, World Series. Right. We lost the World Series. Then I go to Chicago. The Cubs win a World Series for the first time in, what, over 100 years? Exactly. Then I come out here, and you've got Lakers, Lakers Dodgers. Wow. So Kayla's Rams. Here. Yeah. I don't I mean, I Kayla don't, might be the good luck. So if anyone's listening out there, saying. if you want your team to win a championship, where not, should I move next? Exactly. Not <laughs> not saying that she wants to leave Los Angeles, no, no, no. but you've not seen the Chicago Bears win. Obviously, you were not alive. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I still think we should have kept Mitch Trubisky. I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> yes. I, I'm adamant about that. They, they both know. The, the thing is, you know, you guys just got Matt Nagy on your yeah, staff. He's back. So I don't know. Good I feel luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I think he's okay as like a quarterback arms. coach, right? Yeah. Not, yes. you know, but um, all right, Kayla. Thank you so much for coming. Guys, thanks for having me. This was so much this fun. This is going to be great. We are going to, at some point uh, this month, give out tickets for uh, the Kings games. They've like hooked us up with tickets that we're going to give That's out awesome. to fans. So Love it. You, and they're really can, good seats, yeah, by the way. You can say hi to Kayla when you go to a game. Please do. This is this is gonna be fun, and I and I think as long as I'm not there, the Kings should go on the run, <laughs> win the Pacific Division, let's go, and have a Stanley Cup run here. We can have a parade down Manhattan Beach Boulevard. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.